Hey guys, welcome to Eureka Conspiracy. I'm Daniel. And I'm Amber. Our podcast will be over conspiracies, cryptozoology, secret societies, spooky things, and much more. So grab a drink and a snack, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Eureka Conspiracy. This is our fifth episode. I want to thank you to all the new listeners that we have out there. And our topic of the day is sleep paralysis. Yeah, everybody's favorite nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so a little breakdown of what sleep paralysis is, is uh, when you are either falling asleep or you're waking up and uh, you're aware but una- unable to move and you uh, you may hallucinate, uh, see or hear or feel things, which often results in fear. And also, one in five people will experience sleep paralysis. Very true. Very true. Uh, the episodes normally only last for a couple of minutes. Um, it can happen in those who are healthy or people diagnosed with narcolepsy. Um, can be triggered by sleep deprivation, psychological stress or abnormal sleep cycles. The underlying mechanism is believed to involve a dysfunction in REM sleep. It's commonly experienced by lucid dreamers. Uh, Treatments have been poorly studied. It's recommended that people be reassured that the condition is common and generally not serious. Uh, Other efforts may tried include sleep hygiene, cognitive behavioral therapy, and antidepressants. And between 8% and 50% of people experience sleep paralysis at some point in their life. About 5% of people have regular episodes. And like when back then, like, you know, when you would try to go to the doctor or whatever, they would diagnose you with schizophrenia. Yeah, they actually had a, uh, I was reading somewhere that they actually had about a hundred different terms for sleep paralysis throughout the century. That's crazy. Just not knowing exactly what it is. You know, like a lot of people don't talk about it because if they talk about it with someone, you know, that person probably has never experienced sleep paralysis. So they're like, you're crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> you here's, know, here's the thing is they don't. It's because they don't talk about it because they don't want to see. They don't want to make themselves look weird, or you know. Well, they don't want to be called crazy. Who wants yeah, to? Yeah, but be... here's the thing. I did this with uh, at the last job I worked at. I brought it up, and the two people I talked to both had experiences themselves. I talk about it all the time. And they were happy to talk about it because they're like, "Oh, there's another person." Because <laughs> yeah, exactly, so. and that's exactly why a lot of people, some people will bring it up. I bring it up all the time, regardless. Like anytime we get on like a a subject of like you know spooky things like ghosts or whatever with anybody i bring up my sleep paralysis mm-hmm. episodes like a lot of the stuff that i was reading uh is on the scientific end and the way that they uh say you know conditions or reasons it may happen but uh i think there's a lot more to it than just scientific oh definitely and and, and that's the thing like everybody seems to have a similar episode so it's not it's not it's not any like it's not different right and they see the same things which it seems to vary a little bit depending on what country you're from and i guess like the way they put it in the study is that uh like the pop culture and like your culture you were raised in but here's the thing is you may be in a different, you know, someone in a different country may experience something else. They may see something else, mm. but everybody in that country sees that, which is also strange. So, like, why here in America do we see shadow? We here or in America, we see sh- shadow figures. We see tall, you know, tall shadow figures. The hat man. The hat man. That's one of the more famous ones. Oh, the crone. I said much. The crone. Yeah, which I, is the old lady with the long hair. There's actually a lot of that. That's how I have. Right? I have a lot of that actually in my notes. Uh, there's a lot of countries that uh, believe it's like a a witch or a shaman that's attacking you, especially in Slavic. 
a lot of people, you know, chalk it up to like alien abduction too. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, yeah, that was another thing that that I, I ran across. Um, I, was, I forgot to find an example of it though, but uh, it's like the weightlessness feeling like you're weightless and all that. And then they just have, you know, a loss of time and everything. And then some people go through hypnotherapy and then they recount their supposed abduction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say like, a, I'm not sure who's had weightlessness and sleep paralysis. I haven't. I haven't. I no. mean, my body gets all heavy and numb. I mean, paralyzed. You yeah. can't move. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had no weightlessness, but and you know it typically it's typically in adults. Like most adults have it. Children don't often have it. They do. They have a form. They do, but night terrors. Yeah, but they don't. They don't say it's sleep paralysis. Like as I guess as you get older, you that's when it starts to become sleep. No, because uh, in adults, most of the time when they have sleep paralysis, they can't talk as well. That's another thing that happens. But in night terrors with kids they're screaming the entire time so that was another thing that they found but they just said it like it was another form so uh sign symptoms and signs the main symptom of sleep paralysis being unable to move or speak during awakening imagining sounds such as humming hissing static zapping buzzing voices whispers and roars are also experienced People may feel fear, panic, unable to speak, pressure on chest, difficulty breathing, head pain, numbness, electric tingles, vibrations, and flying or being dragged out of bed. And the worst of all... Dragged out of bed? Yeah. (laughs) I have not had that happen. Although Uh I may have been close, but I have not had that happen. (laughs) That's creepy. And the worst of all, seeing a dark figure in the room or creature suffocating or terrifying the individual. It's it's also what, you know, it's when it happens is when your brain awakens before your muscles. So it's like a, and then it, it usually happens closer to like the morning time because your deeper sleep occurs closer to the morning time. Yeah, it. I think it's further it's further down in my notes somewhere, but it can happen when you're falling asleep or yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. waking like, up. Like you know well. how like when you get that that feeling of like falling. Yes. That's how it starts. That's how that's how you that's how some people end up going into sleep paralysis. So it happens during REM sleep. REM. I like how they say the treatments, one of the first things they do is to reassure the person that this is a common occurrence. You know, it's genetic. <laughs> yes. It's genetic. Yes, I ran across that. I, I didn't, didn't know. It in my I notes. didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that at all. I did not know it was genetic. That's crazy. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm curious now, like, who in my family has it? So, uh, there are several theories about its cause. One is parasomnia resulting from dysfunctional overlap of the REM and waking stages of sleep. Another major theory is that the neural functions that regulate sleep are out of balance in such a way that causes different sleep states to overlap. Hallucinations. Several types of hallucinations have been linked to sleep paralysis. The belief that there is an intruder in the room, the presence of an incubus, and the sensation of floating. Why do they keep saying floating? Yeah, apparently this person's never gone through sleep paralysis. <laughs> I haven't heard anybody have Me that neither, ever. Um, and the, they tried to talk it up. They said, basically, because you feel fear and you feel vulnerable because you feel, you know, you realize you can't move. So you feel vulnerable. And then you go into a panic state. And they say your brain just makes up a danger. How though? Which that is a that is the stupidest way to write it off. You it know? is. It is because that doesn't make sense to me. Because then why is everybody why seeing, is everybody the, same seeing the same thing? Exactly. exactly. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. No, not at all. Yeah. I don't. Uh, that's just that's a weird thing to say. That's clearly that's somebody who's never experienced. Somebody it. says they see like a giant bear in the room or anything. Right. Like that, it's always know? shadow. Well, 
shadow or the crone, but well, we we know that you know that scientists try to chalk it up to everything. Yeah, they they just try to throw yeah. out scientific bullshit. Exactly, but I I think the 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 creatures are actually real, and that they are they they feed off of you. That's what they do because they want fear. So we'll share some of our experiences in a minute, but. Yeah, that's one thing that I've noticed is that I mean that makes sense, but then that doesn't yeah. make sense again. Like I've said, my experiences, it's just you know what I mean. Yeah, see, we experience it different yeah. too at the same yeah. time. But both scenes shadow people. Well, yeah, and weren't floating. No, <laughs> there was no floating involved. <laughs> All right, and um, so diagnosis sleep paralysis is mainly diagnosed via clinical interview and ruling out other potential sleep disorders that could account for the feeling of paralysis. Or you get a screening, which is called a Munich parasomnia screening. Uh, episodes of sleep paralysis can occur in narcolepsy and hypokalmia. I have not heard of hypokalmia. <laughs> when episodes occur independent of a medical condition, or substance abuse, it is termed isolated sleep paralysis, or ISP. When ISP episodes are more frequent and cause clinically significant distress in the interference, it is classified as a reoccurrent isolated sleep paralysis, or RISP. The best way to differentiate between the two is to note when the attacks occur most often. Narcolepsy attacks are more common when the individual is falling asleep. ISP and RSP attacks are more common upon awakening. And ours are or we're both waking up, right? Mine would be in the middle of the night. You know what? I felt like I think one of my episodes was falling asleep. I think I've had one falling asleep. I've never had one. The, the latest that I've ever, because you know, when, when you go through an episode like that, like, your instant reaction is to not go back to sleep. There's no fucking way. Yeah, because they say it also can reoccur in the same Exactly. Time. And that's that's not happening. <laughs> not at all. So, you know, that the first thing that you're going to do is roll over, look at your phone, see what time it is, or look at your clock, whatever, to see what time it is. The latest mine have ever been was 3.30. And I remember that specifically. <laughs> nice. so I feel 3.33. <laughs> no, no, it was 3.30 because I looked at the clock. All right, differential diagnosis. Similar conditions include exploding head syndrome. Excuse me? <laughs> what a name, right? <laughs> what? Exploding head syndrome. Yeah, I should, probably should have looked into that one a little more because that's a weird name. I don't think it's literal, but uh, <laughs> no, no clue. Uh, potentially frightening parasomnia. The hallucinations are usually briefer, always louder, jarring, and there is no paralysis during the EHS. That would be weird. Not being paralyzed and seeing this. You know stuff. what? There was that one guy that had murdered his wife from a sleep paralysis episode, but he wasn't paralyzed. Was he a sleepwalker? He, I don't think he was asleep. I think he was... He had sleep paralysis, but that could have been what it was. <laughs> He's probably like in Step Brothers, you know, walking around, and they're like, "Don't wake him up!" Don't wake him up! Beats him up. <laughs> well, that's that is something that they say. Don't don't wake a sleepwalker. There's also nightmare disorder, which is also a REM-based parasomnia, sleep terrors, potentially frightening parasomnia but are not REM-based, and there's a lack of awareness to surroundings. Characteristics scream during the STs. So that would be most of the time. Night tears, yeah, Mm -hmm. basically. Uh, Nocturnal panic attacks. Excuse me? (laughs) Involves fear and acute distress, but lacks paralysis and dream imagery. I really just tried to med you up, make it some sort of medical condition. Mm-hmm. To give you medication. Yeah, we're about to get to that too. Oh, they great. try, but well, yeah, like I said, like at the beginning, they they it, back then when you would go, they would diagnose you with schizophrenia, and they would give you schizophrenia medication, yep. and then it would work for a little bit. And, and people then that had narcolepsy, stopped. they uh, diagnosed them as demon possessed as well. 
demon possessed? Yeah, because they would just be standing there and fall out. Well, damn, they just need a nap. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen anybody with like actual narcolepsy. Most of the time, it's pretty like brief. They're just super tired, so they lay over and go to sleep. But I've like seen people sometimes. standing up that just hit the ground. That's yeah, that's got to be horrible. And then especially if you experience, you know, sleep paralysis all the time as well. Oh too, my God, could you imagine stuff. having like an episode of narcolepsy and then having an episode of, of sleep paralysis at the same time? Or exploding head syndrome. Whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a migraine issue. That's what my head feels like when I get migraines. And there is also post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, often includes scary imagery and anxiety, but not limited to sleep-wake transitions. Yeah, I've heard that people who have PTSD get sleep paralysis. That was actually my first time hearing it. Really? I didn't know that. I've heard that. Uh, treatments. People should be evaluated for narcolepsy if symptoms persist. The safest treatment for sleep paralysis is for people to adopt healthier sleeping habits. There is currently no drug that has been found to completely interrupt episodes of sleep paralysis a majority of the time. Because again, I don't think it's medical. Maybe in narcolepsy it is. Narcolepsy, yeah. But I think it's it's more spiritual or anything else. Yeah, definitely. So they had um Two trials of GHB for people with narcolepsy demonstrated reductions in sleep paralysis episodes. Pima Vanserin, I know I'm butchering that one, has been proposed as a possible candidate for future studies in treating sleep paralysis. Then there's also cognitive behavior therapy. The work focuses on psychoeducation and modifying catastrophic conditions about the sleep paralysis attack. This approach has previously been used to treat sleep paralysis in Egypt, although clinical trials are lacking. Uh, in surveys from Canada, China, England, Japan, and Nigeria, 20 to 60 percent of individuals reported having experienced sleep paralysis at least once in their lifetime. What's up with these numbers? 20% to 60%. That's a big jump. Yeah. They should have a more accurate number there. <laughs> and you know, there are some people who have only ever experienced it once in their life. That must be nice to only have it one time. Mm-hmm. But they still experience it. Yeah. But most of the time, that you never know because they never say anything. True. All right. There's this short little segment, and then we're going to get into the folklore. Fun stuff. Ooh. Yeah. My favorite. Okay. Uh, so the Fusli's The Nightmare, which we tried to post in Discord, but apparently there's a naked woman on it, so we can't. But it's not. I think she actually has clothes on. It's the most famous. It's the most famous picture of the yeah. demon sitting on the lady's Probably chest. like one of the earliest as mm -hmm. well, too. Most of the time when you search sleep paralysis, that's the that's image it. that pops mm -hmm. up. Um, it's the most famous painting of the phenomenon. The original definition of sleep paralysis was codified by Samuel Johnson in this A Dictionary of the English Language as Nightmare, a term that evolved into our modern definition. The term was first used and dubbed by British neurologist S.A.K. Wilson. Boy, what a name. Mm -hmm. S.A.K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this 1928 dissertation the narcolepsies that don't make sense typo search sleep paralysis <laughs> uh such sleep paralysis was widely considered the work of demons and more specifically incubi which were thought to sit on the chest of the sleepers in old english the name for these was mare uh hence comes the mare in the word nightmare. The word might be cognate to Greek maron in Odyssey. Alright, so next we have our folklore. You want to go over one of our experiences? I mean, I can. I can go over my very first experience. Alright, let us know about that one. So, <clears throat> this, this was crazy when I first had it happen. So, I had just been in 
late, you know, I had fell asleep. I couldn't tell you what time I was on. If it was I just fell asleep or, you know, if I'm trying to wake up, whatever. But um, just, I was on my stomach, mind you, not my back. I was on my stomach when it first happened. No, that's weird. I've always been on my back. I've been, no. There have been several times I've been on my stomach and it's happened to me. And just you wake up and I mean, you see the room perfectly because I don't sleep with my head face down in the, in the bed, you know, it's turned to the side. So, I mean, I could literally see one side of the room and it, I mean, it's, it was clear. Everything was clear to know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, like, I just, I tried to move and couldn't move and I started panicking and then off in the, out of like peripheral vision, barely, you can see this dark shadow just standing there. I, and I, that's when I went into full-blown panic mode. Nothing came to me, nothing. He just stood there in the doorway. Just just stood there. Didn't they say you had one time where they were standing all around the bed? Yeah, that was further on. That was when I was down my spiritual journey. When so, that happened. I've had it. I've had it a couple times. I think I, I told one of mine on the pre, one of the previous podcasts. But um, the last time that I remember having it so I was I was having a dream and it was a good dream it was about my daughter and then all of a sudden like something started happening to her and so like I felt panicky in my dream as soon as that happened my eyes opened and when I opened my eyes I realized I was stuck well over to the right I could move my eyes though that's the whole thing so I was I looked over and there was, in the room, there was the shadow figure. Uh, probably, he was probably about six foot, and it had red eyes. A lot of times, I, like, I wouldn't see, like, eyes on him. And this time, I seen red eyes on him. So, that was a little scary. And I just, I tried to talk, tried to yell, couldn't get it out. Honestly, I was trying to say Jesus, because I was trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I was hollering, I was hollering. Couldn't get it out, was just mumbling, mumbling. Finally, I said it. As soon as I said it, there was another person in the room with me. And as soon as I said it, he began talking in his sleep. And, you know, we tried to blow it off and this and that. I didn't really know the guy. I was actually in a program at the time. And we go to church the next day. Well, this guy flips out in the middle of church and just cusses everybody out and storms out. So... I try to tell people about this one, tell them they're like, oh, that's nothing, it's nothing. And I'm like, you know, because they think I just wanted to be involved with it. And I'm like, you know, nobody else experienced it but me. That was real to me. I was being attacked by something. As soon as I felt fear, that's when, you know, I realized it was in the room with me, which that's what I think it does. They they feed off negative emotions. A lot of people describe them as like low vibrational entities. So we can only see them when our frequency is that low and when you're sleeping right your when, frequencies are lower but the thing they want is the emotion the emotion anything negative and as soon as you have you know they're there and i think they may even try to influence your dream and when you they finally get you that's all they need boom you wake up sleep paralysis and it's sitting there feeding on you yeah, you're like you wake up and like the like. What if that's like one of those like you wake up in the middle of them feeding on you? You know I what did. I mean? Uh, well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if that is sleep paralysis? Like, what if that's what that that that's what that I'm is? Tell you that's what it is. Isn't that crazy? It's spiritual. To think about? It's not this medical thing. Oh no, I don't believe it's medical. But I mean, like when you think about it, like you're waking up. Something inside of you told you to wake up, but you can't move. You can only see that you have. Oh my! When I caught that one, yeah, my my terrifying dream. Isn't it crazy though? Like when, when you're in an episode, it doesn't feel like it lasts a couple. It feels like it lasts forever. Oh yeah, like it's so long. It gets drug. It gets drug (laughs) out. It's so long. Um. All right. So I'll I'll say from my perspective, and then she'll tell you about hers. So. She was having a dream, was talking in her sleep, and she said something. I don't know what it was, but she said something. That's what woke me up. Well, I woke up, and I look over to where she is um, on her side of the bed, and I see looks like a little girl standing there. 
and I mean, I could make out the clothes, Ooh, I could make out the clothes and everything. She had bangs, but I couldn't see the face. The face was darkened out. I thought it was my daughter, and like I went to say her name, and I stopped because I realized she wasn't at home with us. She was staying at her grandma's. So instantly, like I knew something was going on, and I did not want to. I did not want to lose uh, eyesight of it, so I kept my eyes fixed on her. I'm tapping my wife, trying to wake her up, and finally she wakes up, and uh, I told her, as, as soon as she woke up, I seen it pick its hands up and move back, and then it disappeared, and I told her, I was like, there was something standing next to the bed, and as soon as I told her that, she freaked out and stood up and turned on the light, and now she's going to tell you why she freaked out. I guess in the process of all this happening, like, I was dreaming about... So I couldn't see it, but it was following me and this is saying, in this, this yeah. is in my dream and saying, let me in, let me in, let me in. And I'm basically telling this thing. No, I know what you are. No, I know what you are. Well, for some reason, I remember so vividly, I wa- was walking out of the house and going to my car to get my Nana's blue penguin purse out of my car. I don't know why that was so specific, but anyways, that's that's just what I was focused on. And the thing followed me all the way to my car and kept saying, you know, let me in. And I was like, no, I know what you are. You're a demon. Like, I'm not letting you in. And I guess in the process, I was talking to my sleep, saying it out loud. <laughs> like, you ain't getting in, huh? <laughs> what? What happening? No, homie. <laughs> so she was having that dream. And so when I told her something was standing next to the bed, freaked her out because i think that's what it was doing I, I couldn't tell if it removed its hands from the bed or removed its hands from her and so if like, i think it was for me yeah and to i think it was influencing your dream mm-hmm. that's so crazy and what's weird is like there there was no fear we're in that two dream. different people and we're experiencing and the same, same thing. thing and that's crazy and but the thing is like i and i think that's why it was trying so hard to say let me in and I kept saying no because I wasn't scared. Like there was no fear until I woke up and you told me that. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, uh, as soon as you uh woke, that's creepy. As soon as you woke up, it's all crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is just, it's wild because we had two different experiences, but yeah. we experienced the same thing at the same time. Yeah. That right there is not a sleeping condition. No, that's crazy. Not at all. That's crazy. So, um, another, another one I had was, um, uh, I was sleeping on the couch at my mom's house one day and uh, there was something walking by and I seen it. And as soon as, as soon as I seen it and like acknowledged, I seen it, I couldn't see the head. It was like from the shoulders down. As soon as I seen it and acknowledged it, it turned and just started like growling and it was moving towards me slowly. And I'm in sleep paralysis Again, I'm trying to holler Jesus. That's my go-to every time. So I'm trying to holler Jesus, and finally it comes. You know, finally I say it and snap out of it. I'd have been like, "Bro, I will fight you. Growling, Do not step any though, closer to me." Growling, <laughs> and it approached me slowly after that. But the thing was, it was just passing by. And as soon as, as soon as I felt a negative emotion, boom, it latched onto me. Yeah. And started making its way towards me. First time I've ever heard growling, though. That was. You know, and what's crazy is like in this whole process, like of me having sleep paralysis and going down like my, my spiritual journey or whatever. Um, and I'll get into more of those stories in a little bit. But um, whenever I stopped feeling the negative emotions and I felt a sleep paralysis episode coming on, I just let it go. I just watched while everything happened. So, it, you know what I mean? So it's not like I didn't I didn't feel any negative emotion. Um, where was I going with that? Oh. <laughs> my brain, my brain went off. <laughs> I was just talking, anyways. But um, oh, but and and it just kind of hung out there. It never, never gave off like danger, danger. You know what I mean? And there are some people who have that and feel like they're dying. And I'm like, that's crazy. It's I mean, a, that that's crazy. Said um, at some point, body. yeah, but they don't, and and they don't know how to control it. That's what I was getting. At. It's kind of kind of controlling the situation. All right, we're gonna take a short break, and when we get back, we're gonna get to the good stuff, the folklore. So don't go anywhere.
We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, guys. So we're getting into the folklore now. So this is the fun stuff. I love mythology, I love paranormal, and I love hearing about other cultures especially. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple examples of how other um, other countries have dealt with sleep paralysis and how they have labeled it and the, just the um, explanations that they have came up with. So Cambodia, I tried to find one that was a little more specific. Uh, because all it says is uh, they refer to it as the ghost that pushes you down. So that's the only the only thing I could really get off of it because it's not a specific entity. It's the belief in uh, dangerous visitations from deceased deceased relatives. Ooh. Yeah, so they don't have like a specific entity. It's just you know dead relatives coming back, but maliciously. Why? I don't know. That's creepy. Maybe they sold them out. Who knows? Don't Don't screw over your family in Cambodia. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to come back. (laughs) Then we have Egypt. One thing I didn't include was uh, incubus and succubus. Oh, yeah. I I mean, well, that's kind of widely known for anybody who's kind of researched it. Yeah. That one I didn't get into. That's here. Another big topic, though, is this one in Egypt. Sleep paralysis is conceptualized as a terrifying jinn attack. So if you don't know what a jinn is, it's basically a genie. Jinn is the original name for it. You know, uh, pop culture kind of tried to change it a little bit and, you know, make it a little more kid-friendly because jinn are very malicious. So they changed it to genie. And the genie is supposed to grant you wishes and this and that. Jinn don't do that. No, they're assholes. No. <laughs> um, the djinn may even kill its victims. Djinn are further known as gifted shapeshifters, often assuming the form of an animal. In Islamic culture, many narratives concern a serpent who is actually a jinni. Not genie, but jinni. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh other cathodic animals regarded as forms of jinn include scorpions and lizards. Both scorpions and serpents have been venerated in the ancient Near East. Some sources even speak of killed jinn leaving behind a carcass similar to either a serpent or a scorpion. Killed jinn. Sure to found one of those stories. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. When they shift into human form, however, they are said to stay partly animal and are not fully human. Individual jinn are thus often depicted as monstrous and anthropomorphic. Oh my God, read that word today. (laughs) I can't read it today. I don't know where you're at. Oh, my bad. I know what it is, I just can't say it. Anthropomorphic. A size, more size. Yeah, Boy, you did it pretty like well. Big old. You read it a little slow, but yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not just gonna go into them. It sound like you. <laughs> uh, so that creatures with body parts from different animals are humans with animal traits. So I remember seeing a, uh, I think it's in, in the Mesopotamian culture. They had the uh, like, uh, the mummy, the scorpion king. Mm-hmm. Remember how? Actually, it wasn't. Was it in the Scorpion King? I don't know. It was in one of the Mummy movies, but the, it was the character The Rock was playing, the Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. His top half was human and his bottom half was Scorpion. Mm-hmm. So it was like something I, like that. Oh my God. Can you imagine seeing something like that? Big no, ass Scorpion. I'd rather see a shadow figure. <laughs> <laughs> Any day. <laughs> don't go, I don't want to be a Scorpion. Man. No. All right. Italy. In different regions of Italy, there are many examples of supernatural beings associated with sleep paralysis. In the regions of Mar- March and Abruzzo, sorry if anybody's listening out there, I'm not saying that right, working on it. It is referred to as a pandafice attack. The pandafice usually refers to an evil witch. So there's our first reference to a witch. Well, I guess 
and genie or gin is the same thing. Pretty much. Um, here we call it the crone because it's an old hag, basically, that shows up. She's hunched over with long hair. I've, n- I've never seen that one. Pointy nose. The big wart on her nose or cheek. And she's green. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my mom used to use, uh, she used to say, like, when we were acting up, she said, I'm going to go drop you off with the wart lady and get her to watch you oh, for the day. <laughs> oh, no. It worked. <laughs> it won't go. Like, listen, mom. <laughs> You know, sometimes you gotta revert to that. You know. (laughs) Okay, the person who wears sometimes a ghost-like spirit or a terrifying cat-like creature that mounts on the chest of the victim and tries to harm him. The only way to avoid her is to keep a bag of sand or beans close to the bed. Beans? I don't know. Did you know that... uh, Part of the folklore for vampires, like, a way to get rid of them is to, like, throw something on the floor, like, throw rice or something on the floor. Because apparently, uh, apparently vampires have, like, an OCD problem and they have to count everything. I'm dead serious. Is this a joke? No. That's oh where, God. that's where Sesame Street got the, the count, count yeah, the count from. <laughs> He's the counting guy. Isn't that funny? I have never heard that. Yeah. Oh, so you're getting attacked by, by Dracula or a vampire. You just throw a bunch of shit on the ground. And he's going to have to count it. <laughs> Guess he looks at I don't know how many of these. <laughs> a one. <laughs> a one. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? I don't know. <laughs> All right, and the, okay, so you keep the bag of sand or beans close to the bed so that the witch will stop to count how many beans and grains <gasps> of sand are inside. No. Yeah. Oh my God, could you imagine having to count grains of sand? Why would you? What? What is with these? That's a serious OCD yeah, problem. <laughs> Why are you so OCD? And she comes in the room and she's like, oh shit, you throw a bag of sand and take off running and she just gets down on her hands and knees and starts counting. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what are you You come back doing? three days later and she's still there. <laughs> Damn it, I should have threw beans. <laughs> I just need some beans. That's funny. I didn't know it was going to say that either. That's crazy. <laughs> a similar tradition is presented in Sardinian folklore where the Amuntador is known as a creature that mounts on the people's chest during their sleep to give them nightmares. And that can change its shape according to the person's fears. In northern Italy... Oh my god. I couldn't imagine seeing a giant freaking spider. Oh yeah. Or a giant thing of... Holy you know, I'm not even scared of spiders. I just don't want them on me. Could you imagine seeing like oh so I'm like tryptophobic so that is a weird that is a a weird fear. It's just just gross. It's I I just aloof. I just don't get that one. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, in northern Italy, specifically in the Tyrol area, the trud is a witch that sits on the people's chest at night, making them unable to breathe. To chase her away, people should make a sign of the cross, something that would need a great struggle in a situation of parallel. Paral- oh my goodness, what is wrong with me today? Paralysis. <laughs> uh, Par- I paraclosis. can't say it today. <laughs> that damn witch. Uh, a similar folklore is presented in Sanio area around the city of. Benevito, where the witch is called Genera. Genera or Genara. In southern Italy, sleep paralysis is usually explained with the presence of a sprite standing on mm. people's chest. Mm. First time I heard of that. What was the sprite again? Isn't that like a small light? I yeah. think so. That's <laughs> all it is. I wouldn't be scared to see that. Oh, yeah, where would that be? That I'm one's confused. not as scary. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> I'd rather see that. <laughs> it's a strong sprite. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, 
the person manages to catch the sprite or steal its hat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm only the messenger. In exchange for his freedom or to have his hat back, he can reveal the hiding place of a rich treasure. This sprite. Oh, shit. Come on with it then. The sprite <laughs> has different names and different regions of Italy. Okay, I'm not going to read all those. But yeah, it's got different names in other places. All right, another one is Newfoundland. And Newfoundland sleep paralysis is referred to as the old hag. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And victims of a hagging. A hagging. <laughs> <laughs> victims of a hagging. This isn't supposed to be a comedy. No. <laughs> uh, the victims of a hagging are said to be hag-ridden upon awakening. Good lord, though. Punny, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, victims report being completely conscious, but un unable to speak or move, and report a person or an animal which sits upon their chest. Despite the name, the attacker can be either male or female. Some suggest cures or preventions for the old hag include sleeping with a Bible under your pillow, calling the sleeper's name backwards. Okay. Or an, or an extreme example, sleeping with a shingle or a board embedded with nails strapped to the chest. Good lord. A bit excessive. Don't roll on top. Jeez. <laughs> or don't roll on your side. Oh, they got a name for it. This object was called a hag board. Hmm. The old hag is well enough known in the province to be a pop culture figure, appearing in films and plays as well as in crafted objects. Next we have Nigeria. Nigeria has a my, myriad interpretation of the cause of sleep paralysis. This is due to the very diversified culture and belief system that exists there. So I didn't specify on any of them because they have a lot. Yeah. They have a lot. Uh, so the United States sleep paralysis is sometimes interpreted as space alien abduction. Mm -hmm. A Roper poll published in 1992 suggests that nearly 4 million Americans reported experiences falling into the category of an alien abduction. Where a lot of them see the sh the hat man. Yeah, the, you know I've seen a couple of uh, I don't remember where I seen it, but it was those people. There was people claiming that they were being abducted, and were having sleep paralysis and stuff. And they set like cameras up in their room to see like, you know, what was going on. Yeah, what was going on. Mm -hmm. But they would have they would have like a whole experience of sleep paralysis and uh, being abducted and everything, but the camera wouldn't catch anything. Yeah, it just catches you, you know, not being able to... Have you ever watched... I forget where the heck I watched it this week. There was a guy... What was it? Somebody was filming this person having a sleep paralysis episode. The person's eyeballs were open. Open. Yeah. And, 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 and looking around, I was like, is that what... Like, I'm genuinely... Is that what really happens? Yeah. Your eyes are open and you're able to look around the room because I am. That's freaking crazy. My, well, I mean, I know your like, eyes you're get looking. Stuff. What do you mean? No, I'm able uh, to move my eyes, but I'm just saying, like, to see another person going through sleep paralysis. Did he not see the guy that was watching? I don't know. I would have clarified. I know. That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Brazil, in certain parts of Brazil, for example, there are. Folkloric tales of a creature with long fingernails that lurks on people's rooftops during the Oh, night. hell, yep. get out of we here. Now I ain't going to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you not remember that one night you woke me up? It was like more than one night. Well, yeah, there's something in the corner of the room. I mean, oh, yeah, he yeah. was freaking <laughs> out. I'm like, why did you wake me up out of a dead sleep? Because I was trying to sleep. <laughs> Our house is old, so we hear creaks and noises all the time. But Sometimes I'll be trying to sleep and I swear it's like some like there is something in here. You know, I don't know if, if any of me. you. I'm ever... the last person to go to sleep, by the way, so I'm awake alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he wakes me up because he don't want to be awake by himself. <laughs> but I don't know if any of you like have 
Dang, you interrupted me, and I don't remember what I'm saying. Oh, well, like, okay, so you know, like, if there's, you know, some, you can, you can feel somebody's presence in the room with you, right? Yeah. Well, that's a lot of the times, like, when you can't see, but you can feel it there. I don't know if any, any of you guys have that, but that's how I feel. So, like, if something's in there with, you know, in the room with us, like, I feel it it before before I see it. Uh So, I'm like, oh, something, you know, I don't know if, like, you know, you guys ever in a crowded area and you're like oh it's it's too much sometimes it gets that way yeah and then the the other thing we were talking about with the rooftops like it sounds like somebody's running around or or walking walking like with some heavy ass boots been multiple nights i mean it could just be a raccoon up there but it is noisy it really no it sounds like 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 two a two-legged thing walking up there yeah well we Cause honestly, I have to, or I won't freaking go to sleep. Yeah. Cause it's like a, if you like, if you believe in like the studies that they're doing with quantum physics and stuff now, like you manifest things. So if you focus on that more, there was actually a Harvard study that did this too. They said whenever people would experience, uh, you know, like a little bit of poltergeist activity, if they focused on it and like you know feared it, then like you know they see a book move maybe okay. that's my freaking problem yeah the more you focus that I on don't, it, it I don't, creates it because i don't you know i would love to see like some poltergeist activity yeah you know what i mean but i i don't i've never seen poltergeist see, activity. that's what's crazy too is because the more like if, if you don't pay it no mind like it goes away mm-hmm. but if you focus on it it happens more often but I'm it's real it happens so it's like we created ourselves. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, we got this ghost that we call George in our house. Like, he's supposed to be like our friendly ghost or whatever. He just he's a does, damn tyrant. does little tricks and stuff here and there. Like, you know, knocking the laundry soap into the dryer. I mean, the washer oh, constantly. Gosh. Multiple times. Always. Knocking stuff off shelves. Sometimes it sounds like somebody's walking up our our um. Oh, my hallway. God. Do you remember when I had the ghost box going? And we were sitting, it was when we first moved in. And you and I were sitting in here. And the damn thing said Daniel. Yeah. And then we heard footsteps coming up the hallway. Both of, both of the kids are asleep. Mind mm-hmm. you, nobody else is in the house but us. And we can see down the hallway. Ain't nobody was in there. And it sounded, there was it, times where footsteps. it sounded like somebody was running up and down the hallway. Yes. But the more we pay attention to it, the more it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't paid any mind to anything recently. We got nothing going on. So I believe in that. I believe in that quantum theory that, you know, we create things. So if we focus on it, we talk about it more, it happens more. We experience more. Because since we haven't been paying it no mind, we haven't had anything going on in our house. Not really. So, and then when you bring something up, I'm just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. It's not that I don't believe you. It's that. Don't he, focus on it. He blows me off and tells me not to focus on it. But I'm like, damn, I'm trying to investigate here. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> I need to know. Lord, some people's rooftops during the night. The creature is called the Pisidaria. A piece, yeah, Pisidaria comes into a person's house and tramples on the chest of those who sleep, according to the room. God, let me come and stomp it on my shit. Yeah, and that would trample. <laughs> oh, jeez. Spain. Catalonia, a region in Spain, has the tale of the Pesanta. So that's pretty close to the last one. A black animal, often a dog or a cat, that invades people's homes and sits on their chest while they are asleep, making it difficult to breathe and causing nightmares to Arthur Road. I wonder if they're seeing the creature or if they're just saying no this is what it is yeah i wonder if they're just filling in the blank like they probably feel like it you know they can't breathe something's on their chest or whatever and they're just filling in the blank i wonder if they actually see an animal right and, and that's that's crazy too because a lot of people say like they they can't breathe i've never i've never experienced the not no, not no. being able to breathe or part. the heaviness on the chest yeah i've never like experienced that. that i haven't but there's a, a lot of actually yeah a lot mexico the idea of a weight holding someone down is also reflected in the terminology used in mexico to describe sleep paralysis according to the review 
translate it from Spanish, the phrase means a dead body climbed on top of Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, please don't go back to your phrase. Don't want to imagine that. <laughs> no. All oh my right. gosh. So then we have the Inuit. You know what the Inuit is? Mm-mm, that sounds familiar. It's like the Esquimalt, basically. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Speaking of, you think Japanese folklore is dark Crazy. and macabre? Inuit is too. Really? Yeah, really good. Uh, in Inuit culture, for example, people tell of shamans who can cast spells when a person is sleeping, causing an experience called, oh, good Lord, Yukumangirnik. <laughs> Yukumangirnik. That's what I'm going with. During which a person can't move, talk, or scream, and is visited by a shapeless or faceless presence. Nice. Okay. Uh... Japan. Knew they were going to be in there. Yeah. (laughs) Japanese folklore refers to a summoner who calls upon a vengeful spirit to suffocate enemies through a phenomenon called Kanashibari, which is the state of being totally bound as if constrained by metal chains. Hmm. Thailand. V.M. is a ghost who is said to sit on the chest of people whilst they sleep, causing discomfort and even death. A way to combat them, put on lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) Throw a bag of beans. (laughs) Put on lipstick. Uh, Fiam doesn't attack women, and those who believe in her existence put on lipstick before sleeping to trick Fiam into thinking of It's got a thing against men, I guess. Hmm. It's pretty specific, too. Very specific. In East Asia, so this one's China, in East Asia, such attacks are known as ghost oppression, building upon ancient Chinese belief that a person's soul is vulnerable to the influence of evil spirits during sleep. Uh, Cherokee. Coming from the Native American Cherokee tribe, the Raven Mocker is the most feared of all wizards and witches because they rob the life of the sick or dying. The Raven Mocker is said to fly through the air with a fiery shape. As they near the victim's house, they descend, making a raven-like cry. Here they will find others of its kind waiting while invisible to torment the victim while he dies. Here the horror begins. When they enter the home, when they enter the home, they begin to plague the victim, lifting them and throwing them on the floor while witness see a dying victim struggling for breath. When the victim finally perishes, their heart is consumed and the remaining life is added to the raven mocker's lifespan. So there's an example of being lifted up and yeah drug and thrown and stuff but it says the people who are there only see the person laying in the bed so it's like it's like they're taking their spirit yeah and tossing it around man that's so creepy interesting yeah very here's the mayor we've talked about a little bit Mm -hmm. once thought to be demons and deprived their name from the old english meaning evil spirits a mayor is a female goblin who was believed to sit on the victim's chest to strangle them. Mares enter the home through the keyholes intended, intending to kill their victims. So they come through the keyholes. Now the most horrific event is explained by science sleep paralysis mixed with strong hallucinations. Uh, <laughs> this, okay, this one, I don't know why that, when I was doing research, I ran across this one. I thought I'd throw it in, but uh, this is machine elves. Machine. Machine elves. Yes, you heard right. Machine elves. Machine elves are described as faceless, multi-dimensional beings that appear to move in a machine-like manner. Oof. Psychonaut Terence McKenna first popularized them through the psychedelic drugs, especially DMT. They are described as walking in a psychedelic world of fractal shapes. They they are eager to meet their victims talking in 
insistently and excitedly. Machine elves can sing objects into existence and are infamous for oh, wouldn't jumping. that be a power? Yeah, right. Seeing things singing in, things into singing existence. things into existence. Jeez. And are infamous for jumping in and out <clears throat> of human bodies, leaving the victim in a state of confusion, exhaustion, and trauma. Whoa. Maybe that's what was wrong with me last week. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> the machine elves. Damn machine elves. Yeah, I thought that one was a little weird, but that threw it in there because that that was an example we came across. So, oh, that's like a modern day one too. Terrence McKenna came up with that one. Hmm. Okay, and the I guess the last thing we'll cover on is um, kind of what you were saying. Everybody sees the same thing and all that because. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I haven't, okay, so whenever I was coming across my spiritual journey when I was trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> what it is, what path that I had planned to follow, um, that's kind of when a lot of it started, but my first experience happened before all of that, so, I mean, it's just kind of always been there, I guess, in the background. But whenever I was looking for my path to follow, I ended up having sleep paralysis again. And this time, I didn't go into like a panic state. I just, you know, I couldn't move. The only thing I could move was my eyeballs. I couldn't scream, any of that. But again, I wasn't panicked. And I seen a bunch of shadows, was like several of them just lining the side of my bed only on one side and it was my it was my left side and then in the doorway I could see that shadow man um but I never again I never felt I don't know I didn't I didn't feel scared or anything like that and it, I mean it continued to happen that way that's how my you know that's how like every sleep paralysis happened after that I mean and then I tried to kind of focus on it to see if maybe they were just people and my brain just was only making it shadow people you know what I mean like if yeah. it like if it was actually somebody or people I knew standing there um I never I never did get any further because it kind of died out once we moved out here and stuff I haven't had it as much um but I can tell you one night and I was not paralyzed <laughs> um I woke up out of a dead sleep about three o'clock and then um, I could see the way my bed was set up and I could look down out of my doorway, like in the middle of the stairway. And there was nothing there for light to reflect because it, it was literally like solid wall, you know, like the like mat. It, the, the walls weren't shiny. And I could see these two red dots just staring at me. Right. And I, again, I was not in sleep paralysis. But this did happen like the next night after I had sleep paralysis. I don't know if it goes hand in hand, but I could see two two red eyes just in on the stairway. And of course it's super dark. So you that's all you could see was the red glowing eyes or lights. Whatever. Whatever it was. Anyways, and I was like, that's a big fucking nope. <laughs> and I rolled on my side and pulled my covers over my head. Well, about 30 minutes later. I woke back up and they were closer, more closer to my door. So they were already on top of the stairs. So I was like, that's an absolute no for me. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is that? What is that? Oh my God. What is that movie? Where like um, the lights go out and it gets closer. Oh my God. Lights out. I think is what it called. I think it's, I think that's what it's called is lights out anyways. But it, you know, every time like I turned around, it's like, it seemed to get closer. But after that, after the second time, I um, pulled the covers back over my head, and I was like, "Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dealing with this." <laughs> it reminds me of that cat video. Like every time. Oh, when you look away from the cat, the cat and the cat comes back around the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's definitely. Yeah, another thing I noticed was they. Uh, it seems like you have these experiences whenever you're in a like you're uh you're going through something spiritually like you're you're 
either like awakening or you're getting really deep into your spirituality as mm-hmm. it seems like that's when they come along because it's like they want to throw you off because then you start wondering yeah I mean it did for me because yeah. then I'm like well, I wondering mean, what the like hell I, is this? yeah like I said whenever I was going through and trying to find my path and I found my path it I was literally getting sleep paralysis once a week it was happening mm-hmm. once a week and I was like this is not not normal this is creeping me out I mean again but I didn't feel that fear or that anxiety I don't know just and a lot of people do they feel that fear and anxiety and then you know start having those you know the panicking and screaming and trying to move and stuff I just kind of let it play out you know I just I felt the presences you know I could see them yeah, but, but it was they kept coming back but it was never well because I wasn't panicking yeah they, Maybe they like, were trying like, to damn, make I'm me panic. hungry yeah <laughs> <laughs> just let me feed <laughs> no bitch get out of here yeah, but stuck in this house all your windows are closed like, <laughs> you didn't give me no food right <laughs> I don't care <laughs> But I, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of like just sat there and watched it played out and they, and nothing ever got closer. Never felt like, you know, I'm somebody was going to sit on my chest. Yeah. I mean, it, but it, I mean, it, it's never gone. This, this shadow guy has never gone past the doorway. And, but again, I also kind of chalked it up to like, I don't think I get it as much because I sleep against the wall now. But before, the way my bed was set up, whenever I was in my parents' house, was not, you know, I was literally on the edge of the bed. You know, the edge of the bed was free. Get up and move around. Was it I was set up the same way as what you're talking about? Like the way it was before? What do you mean? Like the, the room that we would stay in when we would go to your parents' house with your bed set up that same way? Um, I had it set up two different ways. So okay. the way it is. Because that way our feet was. The way, the, right. Well, the, the way it is now, I did have it set up when I seen those two, the two red eyes or the two, two red dots. It was set up that way. But then when the, the sleep paralysis, well, I, I could, the sleep paralysis happened that way too, but I also had my bed turned towards this wall, towards yeah. the back wall, but I would sleep on the edge of the bed. I don't know. But also, like I said, I've had sleep paralysis on my stomach, which I've not heard of one of of a person ever having that which is crazy what what what's that uh what's that myth that they say you're not supposed to sleep with your feet facing the door is it your head it's your feet it's your your feet feet facing the door because that's how you get carried out if you pass away in your room you get carried out they have to turn you around and and pull you out maybe they thought you was dead (laughs) no um there was a there's a really good documentary that we watched on netflix it's um it's reenacted with actors, but, um, you know, these are actual accounts that people had, uh, and they really do a really good job of visualizing, like, what sleep paralysis is like. Um, it's called The Nightmare, I think is what it mm-hmm. was called, Yeah, and I believe it was on Netflix is where we've seen it. It came <clears> out in, like, 2015. So I think it was on Netflix when we watched it. Yeah, it, it was, it's really good. So if you've never had the experience and you wonder what it's like, to be in that state i would suggest watching it the last segment of it was kind of weird but like the the for most of the movie at the beginning it's like spot on exactly what you would experience and they have everything like you see the person's stuck can't move and then you see like something in the room except they have like like hovering over them and getting closer and all that i never really had that either yeah i've never really had that experience and there's that other uh that show evil that we were watching for a while mm-hmm. where uh she would have those sleep paralysis episodes yeah yeah and that yeah. that thing was creepy looking too and what's funny is his name was george yeah so. <laughs> and i was like oh man <laughs> not mine george as soon as they said that we both looked at each other <laughs> <laughs> not mine george yeah so i don't again i don't think it's it's medical i think it can be caused by medical conditions but i think a lot of the people that experience are actually experiencing it because of it's a spiritual thing. I think so too, simply because like, why is everybody having the same experiences? That is what doesn't make sense same to me. Entity. Exactly. Well, well, not only that, but how are you going to call somebody schizophrenic when you've had 16 other people come in and tell you the same thing? Because they can't explain it. 
anything they can't explain, they write off as it's your fault. And that's stupid. That's just the way a lot of mainstream science is. Oh, a lot of it is. Some of the my favorite archaeologists and scientists that I like are, they're called pseudos, like pseudoscience, pseudo-historian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're rejected by the mainstream. No matter how much proof and evidence that they have on anything, or even their following, or, you know, they just, it doesn't fit in with that person's narrative, or that person's, um, you know, discoveries, Mm -hmm. and they just don't want to change it. Right. So. I just, to me, that's crazy. uh, Graham Hancock's one of my favorite, like, archaeologists, and he does, he does the lost, the whole lost civilization thing, Mm -hmm. and just none of his work is accepted in in the community at all he has a huge following though because everybody believes in that yeah mm-hmm. that we have you know a, a civilization that was lost they were more advanced than we thought they were yeah but you know they just don't want to accept that and i could see i guess why people some people are just like oh you know you're crazy that's never happened to me because they've never experienced something like that <clears throat> they'd have never had any type of experience you know so they just write it off as oh you know you're losing your mind or oh it was just a nightmare you know that didn't really happen to you yeah and we both had experience and i'm sorry if somebody ever told me that i'd look dead at him and be like you know you should probably learn to keep your mouth shut yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna send them out for you next. yeah <laughs> they're coming for you <laughs> that about wraps it up for this episode um we appreciate all the listeners out there. We do this because we enjoy it. You know, listeners make it listeners make it awesome too, and you know, give us a little bit of motivation. But we do this because we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. Definitely. But uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, you know, if you have any comments, criticisms, anything that you want to hear about next, or even if you're interested in being a guest on the show, just reach out to us. We have a Facebook page. And we also have a Twitter page. the and Twitter. Discord. Yeah, and Discord. So reach out to us on any of those. Um, yeah. And you can find all of those on the Twitter. Yep. The Twitter is Eureka Conspira one So we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to get some engagement. And thank you to all the new listeners out there. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.